Do you ever feel inadequate? Like a fraud? Like no matter what you do, it's just not enough? Like you're always on the verge of being found out? You may be wrestling with imposter syndrome, an excessive and unsubstantiated feeling of self-doubt coupled with an extreme lack of confidence. I'm your host, Betty Danowitz. Tune in as I interview highly successful individuals about their experience with this psychological phenomenon. In this If You Ask Betty podcast series, I have questions about imposter syndrome. Today's special guest is Leslie Early, instructional designer and e-learning developer at Fredrickson Learning. Hi, Leslie. Hi, good how to are see you. You too. How are you today? I'm doing pretty good. How are you doing? Doing good. So tell us all about, tell us about you. About me? Okay. Well, <laughs> my name's Leslie Early. Um, I'm an instructional, currently an instructional designer, formerly was a teacher for about 10 years. Um, I'm also running a podcast right now and just trying to... I don't know. I just feel like I'm always um, learning new things, trying new things, you know, always looking for new ways to be creative. So I'm always just doing a little bit of everything it feels like. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There's quite a few of us out there trying to yeah. do just a little bit of everything. What would you say are some of your biggest accomplishments in life and in work? Well, um, I mean, I, I do think most recently making that transition was a huge accomplishment for me. Um, I stopped teaching in 2017 and started working somewhere else for a while and then enrolled in, a, I accomplished, um, I got my master's, so yay for that. All right. Um, and then this year finally transitioned into a full-time instructional design position. So for me, that was like a, a big relief <laughs> to get into a career that, you know, I feel is better suited to some of my strengths and interests. So, yeah. I yeah. also uh, survived. I will say survived, thrived. Lived eight years in Seoul, South Korea, and I feel like that's a pretty big accomplishment. Not that many people go abroad or stay abroad that long. I mean, yeah. there there is a club of us, but, <laughs> you know, I feel, I feel pretty proud of that, uh, that I had that experience as well. So. What did you get to do there? I was teaching English. Yeah. So that's part of my teaching experience. And um, does yeah. that mean you I, also speak Korean? I can. I can speak a little bit. Okay. <laughs> but, you know, it depends how many drinks I've had, <laughs> so, <laughs> how good I speak a Korean. Yeah. How well. Um, does it get so, better the more drinks you have? Generally, I would say <laughs> yes. And the best, most fluent conversations I've ever had in Korean are like on the way home after drinking and talking to the taxi drivers. Yes. Like those were like my real conversation practice times. <laughs> That's pretty funny. So let me, I'm going to kind of take that question I just asked you and, and flip it a little bit. What would others say about you? What would they say are your biggest accomplishments? Um, I mean, I can only say what I'm guessing. I, I think I have, even though I have this like always looking around for new things. I do also have the ability for whatever reason, once I do find that one thing to sort of stick with it, I have a certain stick with itness about 
but it's very selective. And I don't know <laughs> how my brain <laughs> chooses which thing is going to be the thing that I stick with. But um, yeah, I think I do. I can put on my diligence hat for certain things. Um, and I think that's something that people have told me about myself that they it was a something that they wished they had more of, I guess. It's not, it's, it's, I wish it was about something like exercise or eating healthy, but <laughs> it's not any of that. No, it's, it's very like uh, interest-based. So, yeah. yeah. So what has been your experience with imposter syndrome? Um, so I think I, I have, so I went to school um, to study music recording actually. So I and then after I graduated, thought I was going to be in a rec. Um, thought I was going to work at a record label. Mm -hmm. Like so, I moved to New York City. Thought that was going to be my big life. As soon as I started going on these interviews at record companies, that was real imposter syndrome. <laughs> like that was like I have no idea what I'm doing. I feel so out of my element. And actually, at that time. It was, I think, a little deeper than just imposter syndrome. It was like, this is not the right path for mm -hmm. me. And so I went somewhere else. But um, I went a different way. But, you know, in all of my creative endeavors, I think if you choose to live a creative life, I think you're just going to come up against this feeling of imposter syndrome no matter what. And I just feel like that's sort of one of the prices you have to pay if this is the type of life you want to lead like you can't there's no way around it i don't think i've ever talked to anybody who said you know i don't i never have self doubt or uh -huh. i never um you know i'm always 100% certain of my capabilities and that everything i do is going to be amazing and impress everybody like i don't think i've ever met somebody <laughs> who feels well, that way if you do they're probably lying to you so right you might not want to be their friend i don't know <laughs> Um, so, so tell us about if you can remember sort of your first encounter with imposter syndrome, like when you first realized that you had it. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if I, I think insecurity is what I always felt before. I don't know if I've labeled it imposter syndrome until re more recently mm -hmm. um, as an adult. And these things sort of start to come into everybody's like um, vernacular. And so I think um yeah like i think more recently i i identify it w with it because i am a career changer so i think right now that's sort of like oh i wouldn't call it insecurity necessarily i have a name for this now it's like this is imposter syndrome and it is because I feel like I don't have a certain level of experience or possibly skill sets that might be required for this career that I ha I am in or aspire to to do well in. Uh -huh. um, and so I can clearly label this as okay. This is what everyone means when they're talking about imposter syndrome yeah. um, in this very specific way. But I feel like imposter syndrome is like the the step. No, not even step is like the twin of or a fraternal twin of <laughs> like perfectionism and like that mm -hmm. kind of that set of they are uh, definitely cousins at the at a minimum at least at least yep. cousins yeah so I, I've dealt with the, the perfectionism and 
insecurity and and those kinds of anxieties. But I think specifically right now um, in this career change can label it as imposter syndrome. So what would you say it feels like when you're having sort of an episode of imposter syndrome? What are your thoughts, feelings, emotions? Gosh. Um, well, I think we all think like, am I good enough? Like, like is, do I have the right skill set to do this, um, to do this justice in the way that I want to do it? Or, and then there's also the, do what do other people think? Are other people judging my performance on this task? So it's a lot of like, I think it, it's, it's a lot of like, observing yourself, but also imagining other people observing you and trying to guess what they're thinking. Um, so it can, it can be a really bad rumination cycle for me. <laughs> yeah. Kind of sucked into your own head. Yeah. Can't seem to separate your thoughts from reality. Yeah. Do you have any like physical reactions that you've noticed when you're really deep in the midst of a moment of imposter syndrome? I mean, for me, like, I, I'm a shaker. <laughs> so like, when I get nervous, or like, have some feeling some anxiety, I will like, just start trembling. Like, it's like, and I'm sure that's pretty common. But for me, I just feel like everyone can see that I'm shaking right now, you uh -huh. know, and that and then that makes it worse, because you're like, ugh, people are seeing how nervous I am. And then you really but I, I want to appear confident. But actually, and it, maybe you might even like, logically feel pretty confident in your skills, but for whatever reason, um, physiologically, things still sometimes can take over and you're like, ah, why am I shaking so much? I'm not even that nervous or, you yep. know, things like that. And then that. you get angry because you, it's involuntary and right. you're like, stop it. And it doesn't stop. <laughs> no. Yeah, I understand. So do you still struggle with imposter syndrome? Yes. Mm -hmm. I feel like I still, um, I feel like it's, if not daily, maybe like every other day, <laughs> to be fair. Um, again, I'm still relatively new in my career and um, I, I just feel, I feel sometimes overwhelmed by the amount of things that um, we in L&D or instructional design, there's so many things to always be staying current on or mm -hmm. there's always new tools always new theories theories are being debunked you know and it's like a lot of discourse and just like trying to keep up with all of that feels sometimes really overwhelming um so i sometimes will just i just like go through mental shutdowns sometimes be like i, I can't interact with this i'm just gonna observe what everybody has to say but I, imposter syndrome in the sense that like, I don't have a strong viewpoint, so I will say nothing, mm -hmm. you know, like that's, I find myself in that space quite a lot. Um, and I think one of my ways around it, or one of my, I don't know if I didn't do this intentionally, but now that I'm thinking about it, is that maybe that's what the podcast for me is, is it provides um, a way to talk to people in a way that's digestible. Like it's just one conversation between me and another person. And yes, it's being recorded, but it can be edited, you know, <laughs> so sure, it's not like sure. a live conversation. So it's th that's a way of like 
this is a way that I can learn and meet people that is digestible for me because I, I can't, the funnel of all the information that is available out there in the world is just so wide that it's mm-hmm. quite overwhelming at times. So. Yeah. So what? So when you feel that overwhelm and you start to feel that imposter syndrome, it sounds like it creates some silence in you. And yeah. it almost like a, it's almost like a paralysis. Like it's a, mm-hmm. if you could explain like being paralyzed, but still able to move, which is completely contradictory, but like, like you want to move, you could move, but you won't move and you can't move. Right. Well, that's like, you know, the fight or flight now has mm-hmm. been updated to fight, flight or freeze or freeze. And I know yes. I'm definitely freeze. Like, I just freeze. I just shut down. Like, I'm like, I don't know. I don't know what to do to get out of this uncomfortable feeling. And so I shut down. Uh-huh. Um, that's why for me, one of the best ways to get around imposter syndrome or those kind of bad feelings is to create an environment for myself where I, what am I trying to say here? to try and construct some sort of environment where it's low stakes enough that I can can try to be vulnerable. And if that means putting the right people around me mm-hmm. or, or even just being alone for a while to process and um, get my thoughts out in a different way rather than face-to-face conversation. Um, but whatever that case may be, I think that's how I sort of deal with it is like, knowing the things that are going to trigger imposter syndrome in myself and avoiding that. And if I can't avoid it, then how do I uh, make accommodations for myself to get through it? Because like, for instance, um, public speaking is not my favorite thing to do. So one of my accommodations I do for myself is like, well, I can bring someone with me. You know, Uh if I have someone who I trust, who's in that, um, experience with me for whatever reason that just makes me brave enough to just move forward because it's like well I trust this person and if they're with me then clearly they trust me that I'm not gonna like mess this up so uh-huh. I think the two of us together you know we'll get it done so <laughs> yeah that's I mean that's a good coping mechanism a good technique as long as you can get somebody else to go with you right <laughs> sometimes you're like please anybody anybody right yeah <laughs> Um, what would you say, is there anything that makes it better? Like anything that, you know, like when this happens, I'll feel better. Or if I do this, I know I'll feel better. Like something specific. Um, I just think it's taken a lot. It's just taken a lot of practice of being uncomfortable, to be honest. Like, I think at this point I've just accepted, I know the stages of it. It's like, okay. There's the excitement stage where I agree to something or I take on a project or I have a good idea for something I want to do. And it's super excitement. And I know that there's going to be a valley of like self-doubt, imposter syndrome. You know, I'm not good enough. This is a crazy idea. What was I thinking? Like knowing that this is this is the pattern and identifying it as that and just knowing take a deep breath, you know, go binge some Netflix, do what you have to do to like get through that valley and know that tomorrow I'll wake up and it'll be a new day and I may still feel intimidated. I may still feel all of those negative feelings, but 
I also know that if I just push through it and do it, that on the other side of that, there's probably a lot of positive things waiting, like presenting when I don't, it's, public speaking is not my thing, but I know I've met so many people and had so many positive experiences that it felt really crappy going through it. Like my heart was racing. I was sweating. I was shaking. Yeah. But then when I got through it, so many people, when, I, I shouldn't say so many, three people who were in that presentation, you know, would would approach me and say, oh, and, you know, you get new relationships out of mm -hmm. that or you have a new opportunity. So it's just, I think, for me, being aware that it's a pattern, recognizing it and coming up with coping strategies to get through it without the expectation that you, I know I will never not feel this way. Like, right. I think that's unrealistic to say, I'm not going to feel this way. It's uh -huh. just how am I going to get through it in a healthy way? <laughs> so. Yeah. So recently you and I had a conversation and you were you were having some imposter syndrome in that conversation. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> and and it was interesting to me because as I'm watching it happen, you start squirming like you're like literally your body language changed and you're a pretty calm, relatively still human. I'm not, I'm not, I've never been accused of either of those things. So, so when, when you start squirming, I noticed that, you know, the, the level of discomfort in what we were talking about was reaching that deep inner core that makes you feel like I can't do this. Yeah. What was it that we were talking about? Do you remember? It was for a public speaking event. Oh, look at that. For, okay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Which is my thing that I really makes me most uncomfortable. Yeah. Makes you like start shaking and sweating and, and yeah. that sounds like a terrible idea. What'd you decide to do about that? Um, that specific opportunity, I accepted it. I mean, the details haven't been worked out yet, but I did agree to go ahead and do it. But I am using a coping mechanism and having some people come in with me and we're going to do a panel rather than just me being a presenter. Maybe one day I'll... <laughs> I'll be a sole presenter, but I don't think yeah. it's in the in my near future right now. <laughs> and there's nothing wrong with that. You no. you add value by yourself. You add value with a group of people. Um, so there's nothing wrong. Plus, it gives other people a chance to get up there with you. So that's awesome. So I'm just gonna I'm just gonna note one thing, um, and that was when I asked you what you decided to do about that. You when you were telling me that you accepted it, your eyes began blinking super <laughs> rapidly almost like almost like you were trying to deflect any judgment that was coming your way like with your eyelid with your eyelids and I know that look because I've done that many times like you do this rapid blinking that you can't now you're very now you're very conscious of it sorry yeah <laughs> but like you did like that's the first time we've done that in this whole conversation you were like well, and it's almost like that feeling you had when you were a kid and you, your parents asked you a question and you knew the answer might get you in trouble, but you weren't sure. So you were like tentatively telling them. And I mean, that's, that's a, your body language screaming imposter syndrome because you're like, I did, but maybe I shouldn't have. Yeah. I, I like I said, though, I, I just accepted that. <laughs> Yep. These these two ambiguous feelings of like confidence, but also insecurity, like they will they just are two sides of the same coin. And that's just how it's going to be. And you might as I, well just invite imposter syndrome to sit down next to you because it's not going anywhere. No, so just no. yeah, just accept it and welcome it to the fold. 
Very cool. What What would you say, what would you share with someone who is experiencing imposter syndrome? Um, again, I just think that just trying to be reassuring that, you know, these are universally felt, I think. I think most of us feel this. Mm-hmm. And I think it's because they're, we are social animals and we all want, you know, love and acceptance from the people in our community. And so that's, that it comes from a noble place. I think the, the, the not wanting to let people down, not wanting to disappoint people, not wanting to come across as disingenuous. I think these are all noble qualities that we have, but yeah. for whatever reason, because we are so, um, we are so dependent on socialization and community that the idea that for some reason our community might turn on us, even though it's like, that's totally illogical, right? Like no one's going to turn on you because like you may not be completely qualified or whatever, or you may stutter or whatever the thing may be. Yeah. But because we're so like obsessed with that, we're just really terrified that, you know, that we could lose those social connections. And so all of that is completely understandable. So if we try to rationalize it and just be like, it's normal, we all feel this way. And, you know, just, again, find some help, whatever your healthy coping mechanism is. Some people have like, you know, mantras they do or cognitive behavioral therapy, which I don't know that much about, but some people say it helps them. It's a Um, thing. It's a thing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So yeah, just... I guess experiment, <laughs> notice, notice your own patterns and try to cope with those in a, in a healthy way. Yeah. That's good advice. All right. Last question for you is this. Why did you want to be part of this imposter syndrome project? Well, when you first posted about it, I thought it was really interesting. I thought it was a great topic uh, to get into. Also, because obviously <laughs> I struggle with these things, but I think a lot of us do. I really do think it's like relatively universal in some way or another. And so um, I would like to just, if somehow me- talking about it helps someone else who maybe hasn't had time to think about it as much to process a little bit or come out with uh, some sort of positive uh, takeaway that, I don't know, really just to try and help out by sharing my own experience, maybe helping others who might be feeling something similar. And I'm sure there are plenty. So, yes. Well, we appreciate that and so appreciate you being vulnerable and sharing your story. Um, Yeah. So thanks, Leslie. Thank you, Betty. If you like this series or any of the If You Ask Betty content, please go to buymeacoffee.com forward slash if you ask Betty to learn how you can support this and future if you ask Betty projects. And be sure to check out more episodes of the podcast series. I have questions about imposter syndrome. Peace out.